Do you love Batman? Do you love Frasier? Do you love Seinfeld? Do you love Dr. Seuss? Do you love James Bond? Do you love Captain America? Oh, hell, do you just love everything that's nerd-related? I know I do. Well, you should come on over to a Nerds World podcast and listen to us, Justin and Andrew, talk everything that's nerd. Yeah, every two weeks, we delve into some random topic that we choose at the end of each episode, and we tell you the whole history of it, or as much as we feel the need to write down our history of it, and our favorite things about it. So come on over to a Nerds World, wherever you listen to podcasts. everyone to pod and gore your one-stop shop for everything horror now here's your host justin and brandon take it away boys hello and welcome to pod and gore my name is brandon my name is justin welcome back to the show indeed to another fun-filled social distancing episode Ah, oh, man. I mean, I love recording, don't get me wrong, but I just, the magic's not there when I can not fuck with you in person or and see my not pretty eyes talk as over they each other the whole time. Across the <laughs> containers that we use as desks. Right. Well, I, yeah, right. <laughs> I, think, I honestly think that the thing that suffers the most is the fact that we can't pick up on the cues. And so half the time we end up talking over each other and that's probably the thing that but i dislike the most about it but honestly uh it's a, a small price to pay to, to keep the ball rolling yeah I'm, I'm just glad you know for those that don't know i have another show a nerd's world and we haven't recorded in mm-hmm. forever in a day and won't be recording anytime soon from what i gather right so i'm, I'm glad to at least keep this going Right. Well, and I know that because I know he had messaged me about wanting to try to figure out how to do what we do. Yeah. But that that seems like it'd be a lot more difficult for you guys, given the fact that he doesn't even live. It's yeah, not he's close. pretty far away. I mean, it's a. I mean, that it's definitely a journey, and I'm sure he'd be willing to make it. But I don't know. It seems like it would be a lot more strenuous yeah. on that one, and then it's not like you can email him audio files or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week we are diving into the cult classic against Justin's wishes. Uh Uh, this week we're talking about the classic 1998, I don't even know what to call it, science fiction horror comedy? Sure. Uh, killer clowns from outer space. And if they didn't kill you, you wish they had. Before we dive into the thing, Justin, what... What's that? Said if they didn't kill you, you wish they had. Oh God! Well, you don't want to end up in a in a cotton candy cocoon. Well, I do if I can eat my way out of it. But uh, I would say that well, might be the most disgusting would... part of the movie, and one thing that I actually found scary-ish that I'm excited to actually be able to say. <laughs> what like when they when they pull it away and it looks like. You're just melting inside. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh. But other other than all that, though, what did you think? I mean, I honestly, it's uh, it's not that bad. I mean, given the fact that it is the late '80s, yeah, it is super cheesy. I mean, but... that's the th- with a title like "Killer Clowns from Outer Space," you you get what you pay for, and it delivers in all of those ways. I think the only real complaint I have is I wouldn't have had them be big plaster-headed creatures i would have painted Mm -hmm. someone's face and done actual makeup that might have been creepier looking though for sure but aside from that it's exactly as advertised and it's not any better or worse than i assumed it would be i gotcha all right well without further ado let's go ahead and dive into it given that i i took these notes uh eight days ago all right um, so Killer Clowns from Outer Space is a 1988 American science fiction horror comedy written, directed, and produced by the Chiodo Brothers, starring Grant Kramer, Suzanne Snyder, John Allen Nelson, and John Vernon. 
It is the only film to be written and directed by the Chiodo brothers. What a shock. The film is about a clan of evil aliens from an unknown region who assemble, who, sorry, who all resemble circus clowns. They arrive on Earth and invade a small town in order to capture, kill, and harvest the human inhabitants to use as sustenance. Um, Killer Clowns was filmed, uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space was, I'm just going to call it Killer Clowns because there's a lot of that. Uh, Killer Clowns was filmed in Watsonville, California, and at the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. Um, The film utilizes practical effects, including, including rubber suits, the score was composed by John Masari. The film received generally positive reviews and has been considered a cult classic. Um, I'm going to check something out because I'm pretty sure that the Santa Cruz Boardwalk is from Lost Boys. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, you would know before me, but that yeah. rings a bell. Well, yeah, it is. Right. Well, I, I I wanted to look it up before I actually said that, but yeah, Santa Cruz. Um, a sequel has been in. De- <laughs> oh, this will make you laugh. Um, a sequel has been in development hell since the original film's release, Jesus. with Steven Chiodo having stated that he hopes to produce a series of films with a total of four installments, or a television series based on the film. The Sci-Fi Channel announced on October 22nd, 2018, that it was in talks to purchase the rights to the film in order to produce a sequel. So it'll be so any day now. So we're coming up on two years. What's that? So it'll be any day now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the tagline for this movie, it's a nice fucking alien ripoff. Mm-hmm. Um, in space, no one can eat ice cream. That makes me never want to go to space, because I eat ice cream all of the time. Yeah, so do I. I actually just had some um, before we started. You Oh, did you? Yeah. I was eating pretzels. Hmm. Um, the Okay, so productions on the movie. Uh, the popcorn gun was the most expensive prop used in the film. The film's original title was simply Killer Clowns, but the, um, sorry, I lost my place here, but, um, but the filmmakers added the words from outer space to prevent audiences from assuming the film was a slasher movie. Uh, filming took place in Watsonville and, uh, at the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. The film was Christopher Titus's first role in a motion picture. The popcorn gun used by the clowns in the film, which included a compressor that would allow the weapon to actually propel popcorn, was the most expensive prop uh, made for production, costing about $7,000 to create and taking six weeks to build the legs of the clowns, um, to, oh, to build the legs of the clowns, balloon animal dog were uh, coated in latex by the film special effects department in order to keep the balloon from popping on mm. the pine needles which covered the ground. That fucking balloon dog. <laughs> it's a clever idea. I will give this movie some credit that they do come up with some clever and interesting twists on the clown tropes that make it scary mm-hmm. and stupid. Including my favorite kill. Yeah. Well, I look forward to getting into that because I actually did my scorecard right after I got done watching it, so at least I'm not having to try to think of it on the fly. Well, that's good. Um, Yeah, while the Chiodo brothers... Get out, baby. Hi. Hi. Bye. (laughs) Get out of here. (laughs) Oh, there it is. Uh, It was like five minutes in. It's it's getting quicker. while the Chiodo brothers were well known as special effects artists, most uh, much of the special effects work was carried out by other artists, allowing the brothers to focus more on their production duties. However, the brothers did personally construct the miniature set for the Clownzilla sequence. Hmm. Uh, most of the vehicles used in the film were rented and therefore were not allowed to be damaged. Two cars were accidentally damaged. One, one was driven off a bridge, huh. although it was only intended to roll a short distance, and the Jeep filled with webbing needed $3,000 of repairs 
after solvent in the webbing uh, damaged the interior. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, the Chioto brothers wanted to cast com- uh, comedian Soupy Sales as the security guard killed by the clown's acidic pies, as he was known for receiving pies in the face on his children's television show Lunch with Soupy Sales. However, the executive producers did not want to allocate funds to pay for sales plane ticket to the production as they felt that the audience was audience was, would not know who he was. And to be honest, I don't know who Soupy Sales is. I never watched the show. I've heard the name, but I wouldn't okay. be able to pick him out of anything. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to look it up. Bye. Bye. I love you. Love you. God. Um, so Jojo the Clownzilla... The colossal clown who appears at the end of the film was originally intended to be created using stop motion animation, but was instead portrayed by Charles Chiodo in a rubber suit. In the film's original finale, Deputy Dave dies in the explosion of the uh, clown ship, but this was changed after audiences and test screenings desired a more upbeat ending. Yeah, it seems like as doofy as the entire movie was to end on such a downer would kind of be counterintuitive. Right. Um, So the film score was uh, composed by John Massari. The title song, Killer Clowns, was uh, written and performed by the American punk rock band The Dickies and was released on their album Killer Clowns from Outer Space in 1988. A limited edition complete soundtrack was released in 2006 through Percepto Records and features uh, 26 tracks of score, the title song Killer Clowns, and four bonus tracks at a running time of just over 69 minutes. Hmm. And you know what? Honestly, like I, I kind of did a, a fast forward through of the movie today just to kind of try and remember some of the beats on it. Yeah. And like that... It's so 80s, the theme, oh, yeah. like obviously, but with the theme, so with the theme song, like it's catchy as all hell. <laughs> In fact, it's a little more poppy than what I would expect for a punk band, but uh, that Killer Clown song is not horrible. Um, the it's release. Be your new ringtone. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but um, I did actually share on the Facebook page a metal. Um, it's called Killer Clowns from Outer Space meets Metal, and it's a um, like a just a metal guitar version of the song. It's pretty good. Um, so Killer Clowns from Outer Space was released in the United States on May twenty seventh, nineteen eighty eight. I was five. Uh, the film was released on VHS by Fox Home Entertainment on July. Wait, I keep forgetting that there was still v- VHS in two thousand one. Oh yeah. Um, and on and on uh, VHS and DVD as part of MGM Home Entertainment's Midnight Movies line of home media releases on August 28, 2001. MGM released the film on Blu-ray on September 11, 2012. Uh, on May 25, 2013, the film received a 35mm screening at the Alamo Drafthouse Cinema in Vintage Park in Houston, as well as a 35-millimeter screening at the Alamo uh, Draft House Cinema in Yonkers, New York, in June of 2014. I'm getting tired of not having a fucking Al- um, an Alamo Draft House. That's not the <laughs> first time that that's been brought up on this show. It would be so nice. Uh, not to talk yeah. too much trash, but it would be nice to have any other kinds of theaters than the ones that we have. I agree. Uh, something like that would be fun. Um I mean, we're not a big town, so having anything that specializes in, like, horror or retro horror or anything like that, uh, yeah, that's not going to happen, but still. Um, On April 9th, 2018, Arrow Films released their special edition Blu-ray of Killer Clowns. This uh, release was newly restored with interviews, documentary featurettes, clown auditions, bloopers, deleted scenes, and a double-sided poster that features the original theatrical poster, as well as an art, as well as art by Sarah Deck and more. That sounds like something that you would love to have, even if it isn't your favorite movie. That's a lot of. Yeah, I was about to say, like, if I actually right like this movie, I would hunt that down. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, he is a special features whore, for the lack of a better word. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. 
So the legacy and canceled sequel, uh, two of the masks that were used to create the clowns in the film were repurposed and used to portray trolls in the 1991 film Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, of course. Um, in two, and in 2005, Soda Toys announced they would produce killer clown figurines as part of their now playing film action figures line. Um, one figure was produced in 2006. After Soda stopped production on the toys, a mock Amic took uh, Amic time took over. In 2017, they announced they would no lo- that they no longer had the license to release any more Killer Clown figures. Hmm. Uh, the Ch- the Chiodo brothers plan on creating a sequel to the film, with the initial release date being uh, scheduled for 2012, though it has been since postponed. Obviously, those eight years ago. Yeah. Uh, in 2012, Grant Kramer, who starred in the original film, revealed that his character would make a return as a town drunk whom nobody believes. His character would serve as a mentor to young street performers who must fight the killer clowns when they return. He described his character as somewhere be, uh, between the energy of Chris Christopherson's character in Blade and Christopher Lloyd's character in Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, well, if those are the Chris's you want to follow, I, that, that's not a bad choice. Honestly, a fucking just an amalgam of both of those two guys and one character, that's hilarious. Yeah. I'm a little surprised um, as many shitty horror movies that were made back then that also got sequels and whatever that there wasn't at least one. One sequel to this? Yeah. I, I'm amazed they weren't able to just cobble something together and poop one out, whether it be better or worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, shit, there, yeah, you're not wrong. There are a lot of sequels out there that don't need to be, and uh, I'm surprised that, you know, we weren't able to add this to that list. Yeah, it just, it um, seems like you could do it over a weekend, and I'm just amazed that they still have not been able to, to do it. <laughs> uh, like the original film, Stephen Chiodo is set to be the director and Charles... Ch- uh, Chiodo is set to produce with the production to take place over 30 years after the release of the original film. The time frame between films will be credited as the longest gap in the release of films oh of films in a horror comedy film series. Well shit, yeah, 30 years. Yeah. Um Steven Chiodo stated in March 2016 that Right now, we are currently pursuing a long arc series for Cable. We wondered, should we do a sequel for the first one, or do we do a remake? And then we came up with a requel, which is a sequel and a remake. Uh, right. We've been developing this for a while. It's a trilogy in four parts. Uh, that's, that's not, not a, trilogy. a trilogy, though. And, <laughs> that's a <laughs> and it really follows the continuing... Yeah, right. It uh, follows the continuing adventures of new people who are experiencing this phenomenon as a clown invasion. And once in a while, you see some of the old guys pop up and hear their stories, find out what happened over the last 25 years. It's fucking great. What, so is it, what is it, like these guys come back like the Creeper or yeah. like uh, Pennywise or, or <laughs> on like a 25 years. or 30, 30 years? Year. We get a killer clown invasion. God damn it. Um... The proposed title for the first sequel to the original film is Return of the Killer Clowns from Outer Space in 3D. Oh my god. Of course. That would have worked. That would have worked 28 years ago. Yeah. A television series based on the original film is also rumored to be produced. John Massari, who composed the synthesizer-filled score for the original film, re-recorded the score with an or- with a full orchestra at Warner Brothers Studio in 2016. Uh, the Killer Clowns from Outer Space were featured as a scare zone at the Universal Orlando Annual Horror um, Annual Halloween Horror Nights event for its 28th year. Most of the clowns, the Terenzi brothers, and their ice cream truck are incorporated into the zone. See, that would be fun. Yeah. Um, on October 22nd of 2018, it was announced that there's... Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, was in talks to acquire the rights to Killer Clowns and the Critters franchise in order to produce sequels to both properties, as long as they don't merge them. I was going to say, Critter um, Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> oh, oh, that'd be terrifying. <laughs> um, 
On July 25th, 2019, it was announced that Killer Clowns would return to the Universal Orlando Annual Halloween Horror Nights for a second consecutive year and would also appear at Universal Studios Hollywood. This time, the characters would feature uh, in a haunted house attraction that rather than the scare zone format in which they appeared in 2018 in Orlando later in August, it was revealed that exclusive merchandise of killer clowns would be sold during the Halloween horror nights along with other properties. Hmm. Dude, tell, tell me that wouldn't be a fun bonus. I'd, I'd love to like, do universal oh, hey, horror like, nights. It would be so fun. It, it was going on uh, when my wife and I went down there for uh, our honeymoon yeah, but you have to have tickets mm-hmm. for it, and it was just like, oh, that'd be so freaking cool. Well, that, when I was in um, when I was in Florida for um, helping with the Hurricane Irma stuff, uh, I almost went, but my cheap ass didn't want to spend like one hundred and seventy five dollars for tickets or whatever it was at that time. Yeah. Um, let's see. Choo-choo-choo. In August of two thousand nineteen, after the acquis- uh, acquisition of twentieth. 20- Oh my God! Words are hard. In in August, yeah, words are hard for me. In <laughs> August 2019, after the acquisition of 21st Century Fox by Disney, it was revealed that Fox intended on developing the sequel to Killer Clowns, but Disney had canceled it, along with over 200 other projects. As previously stated, the sequel was going to be titled "The Return of the Killer Clowns from Outer Space in 3D." All bad. Maybe one day. Because I feel like, I feel like the 3D fad is not really, you know, going right now. Yeah, but I think that works not, to Killer Clowns' benefit. I mean, if you're going to be ridiculous, you might as well re-embrace a format that ridic- people stop caring about two weeks after it happened. Right, being uh, being ridiculous in 3D wouldn't be horrible. Okay, so let's uh, before we get into the movie itself, we got some, excuse me, some trivia's here. So, the scene in which the car is thrown over a cliff was in, uh, initially intended to be far more spectacular. The car, the car was supposed to fly over the cliff and crash down to the ground. Unfortunately, the sling rope snapped because the effects crew members neglected to remove the stoppers from underneath the car's wheels. Uh, the result was what is seen in the film. The car slowly tumbles over the edge and becomes caught on a tree. <laughs> um, uh, there, uh, the $2 million budget went primarily on production costs. The clown and visual effects were created almost entirely by the filmmakers at very little cost. Um, though not a hit when it was in theaters, the film has since become a cult classic and made revenue in action figures, DVDs, and T-shirts. I would. I actually wouldn't mind having a killer clown shirt. Well, like I was about to say, um, I think there are Funkos now, or there's going to be soon. Oh god, that would be super cool. Um, as John Masari returned the music master tapes to the studio, people in the accounting and legal department completely dismissed Killer Clowns as being a complete failure that will die a quick death. Masari responded, "Well, you don't get it." There are people that will love this movie. <laughs> uh, um, there are there are interesting similarities between the Blob, nineteen fifty eight, and this movie. Both have a first victim who is an old geezer living in a cabin and who has a dog. Both movies had a, have a decent cop named Dave who does not believe the young uh, couple, and a crabby older cop who seems to have a grudge against young citizens. Oh, fucking Mooney. Oh, oh that no. guy is a dick. Um, <laughs> You're such a dick. He really was. The first day of recording the music score for Killer Clowns took place on Halloween in 1987. The iconic Killer, Cl- uh, the iconic killer Clowns uh, march was initially written by um, John Masari for his high school rock band, Crisis. The band did not like it because the notes of the song spelled out an F major seventh chord, which they felt sounded too much like jazz. Um, an early version of the restaurant scene was shot showing the Chiodo brothers sitting at a table in the background as extras. 
uh, horror uh, horrorcore rap group, the Insound Clan Posse, sampled dialogue from this film for the staleness on their 2002 Joker's Card album, um, The Wraith, Shangri-La. Uh, Michael S. Siegel and Peter Lacasse, the uh, Terenzi brothers, were an established L.A. comedy duo prior to the movie. Among other performance, uh, among other appearances, they performed a comical ballet together in Cheeseball Presents in 1984. Uh, John Massari's music for the entrance of uh, Clownzilla was originally composed a year earlier for Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives. Oh, uh, Massari's, music for, yeah, Massari's music for the trailer was rejected in favor of a more cliche musical approach. A win for the killer clowns from outer space and the beloved Clownzilla. Uh, John Vernon and uh, Royal Dano both appeared in the Outlaw Josie Wales, and the restaurant, um, the restaurant named Big Top Burgers, reference to this movie being about clowns. Yeah. And there's a few more um, that. I have spoilery titles, but we've already talked about Clownzilla and how he was played by Charles Chiodo. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, in the deleted scenes, Debbie, Mike, and Dave beat up one of the clowns and that there's a possible body count of 40 or more. Really? Yeah. It doesn't so, seem like it's that high, but... Well, no, but then when you see how many people get, like, sucked up and... Yeah. Um... All the day. Like if when if they had all of little... those cocoons of cotton candy actually had people in them, then yeah, yeah, I suppose so. All right. So anything, anything you uh, you want to say before we dive into the notes of the movie? Nothing positive. Let's get going. <laughs> <laughs> Did I send you my notes? Yeah, I got them pulled up right here. All right. Cool. Um, so, um, starting in this, like, cause it, it is a comedy horror, yeah. but w- when you watch, like when you watch it and it's got that super upbeat intro music, uh, it, it definitely made me think more, more on the comedy than the horror. Like this movie seems more of like a comedy with a few horror tropes, I guess. Yeah, it gave me Jack um, Frost vibes. Because it's it's like a town that has a very uh, movie appropriate theme. I think it was Jack Frost mm-hmm. in a snowman town or snowmanton. Oh. Uh, and this oh, one has yeah. the freaking big top <laughs> burgers and all this other stuff. It's like it's very much the style of the 80s to have everything in the movie revolve around the premise. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so it starts out where um, okay, so okay, yeah, that's right. Sorry, I was because I was uh, thinking back on the movie, and I was like, "Huh?" I said the suspense is killing me. I hope Um, it lasts. All right, Willie. Um, I was trying to think because for some reason I thought I did my notes backwards and I thought that the ice cream truck happened after the old man. But so what ends up happening is it starts out and you have what they call it. uh, I don't remember what they called it. What is it? Make out point. Make out point. Yeah. Something like that. And so Jojo, the ice cream truck full of innuendos. Um, Yeah. So everybody's out there. It's kind of funny, though, because it's like all these cars are just kind of parked in like an arc right mm-hmm. along the edge and everybody's out in the open and it's like, huh? <laughs> like you generally, if you like, if you go to like some sort of make out point, you're not like in a socially doing it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's not like a bunch of people in a parking the, lot, like a space apart. If that <laughs> make it a communal um, experience. Yeah, so the Terenzi brothers are driving through because they thought it'd be a good idea to sell ice cream up there. Uh, yeah. Basically ruin the fun. Uh, the guy talking shit over the little microphone. Uh, and that they use the truck, the ice cream truck, to try to pick up girls. 
and it didn't work. It backfired. They're like, what kind of girls do you think we are? You know, take us home. <laughs> it's like all the ice cream you can eat. Like, yeah. I mean, what? I don't know. How do you lose there? Especially the old school, yeah. you know, 80s, 90s ice cream trucks where they had like the character popsicles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those were the best ones. Like what? Like, like the one that uh, is on the, our Facebook page. Yeah. I believe that you posted it. Um, yeah. The one thing I did think uh, the one um, the one thing that I thought was uh, clever was um, the use of the raft in the back of the car as kind of like a mattress. Yeah, I when I first Crazy. saw it, I was like, Are "You fucking kidding me!" And then I thought about it for a second. I was like, <laughs> "That actually is brilliant," and something that. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, laying in the back of a car, just like how it is, would not be very comfortable at all. No. Um, so they're laying in the back of the car, and all of a sudden they see a comet go overhead, and then they decide to go on adventure, an adventure to find it. Mm-hmm. As you um, do. Yeah. And so... But see, this is where myself and like horror movies differentiate. Pretty sure that if I walked, uh, was walking through the woods, and I saw this like big top circus tent lit up, hmm. I'm just gonna turn around and leave. Yeah, I'm Seen not a big fan of the circus man, that in never general. Ends well. It smells funny, but if there was just one lone glowing <laughs> tent in the middle of the woods, I'll pass. Yeah, all signs point to no. <laughs> um, so. So the, a portal opens up. The dog, the old man's dog. Oh, this is where the old man sees it from the front porch, and then they go and find it first. And they're walking along, and He's like very a portal opens up, it. and then they take. Yeah, and the, they they uh, take the dog. He punches the tent, but it doesn't even look like he hits the tent. He just like swings at it, and then. He, uh, it doesn't do anything. It's almost like punching metal, Mm -hmm. but then it's like the tent lines that are holding the, you know, tent up are, he gets electrocuted by trying to grab them. Yeah. And so, yeah, that didn't end well for him. But yeah, I had to rewind it the first time I watched it too, because the first time I I, I saw him punch the tent, I was like, oh no, it didn't (laughs) even look like he hit it. Like just punching at air. Like old school. Uh, Adam West Batman punches that are nowhere close to anyone. Yeah, even that, even those look more real though. Yeah, <laughs> like at least, at least a, a body flies or you know spins yeah. when they get hit. Um, so then we we fast forward into town. Uh, you got your classic tough cop, uh, the scum, uh, the scummy kid. Oh yeah, so. The scummy, um, the kids, they call them scum, right? They, yeah. They're kind of like your gothy punk punk rock looking kids, but they only look like that. They were actually, you know, drinking wine and pretty articulate for the fact of they were supposed to look like, you know, troubled youth. Right. Um, they're more refined so, than the cops. But, yeah. Um, so... They go to check out the, uh, what was it? I don't remember their names. So the, uh, the couple. I have no idea. Was that Debbie and, was it Debbie and, what's the other guy's name, Mike? I think so. I'd have to look at my scorecard to see what their names are. I got it. Okay, because I actually have a, a note for it at the very end. So it is Debbie and Mike. They're the couple that was in the back of the car on the raft Mm -hmm. so they go and they find they find the tent and the tent actually has an opening in it this time which is convenient yeah uh so the thing that like very early on mike was super annoying to me uh he he did terrible impressions and horrible jokes and it's just like it's like you shut up you're not funny (laughs) just stop yeah um, but on the list of people to hate in this movie, he was a lot lower than uh, Officer Dickhead. Yeah. Well, and see, the thing was, his officer. Oh, yeah. I was going <laughs> to. Yeah, we'll get to him. Uh, so they're going through this uh, giant sci fi looking maze, mm-hmm. and uh, they see the cotton candy cocoons. 
Um, which is really creepy because it's like, oh, they're like, oh, it's cotton candy. And then they pull it down a little bit and you see it's just like a Hellraiser version of somebody's face with like no skin. And it just looks like it's all blood and melted. Yeah, that was the thing um, I wasn't expecting is like because everything is so daffy. And then they pull back the cotton mm-hmm. candy and it's like, oh, that's actually really gross looking. It, it almost doesn't fit in the rest of the movie. Right. Well, I agree, too. And there's another scene later on that um, when we get to it, I will um, I'll call back on it. But there's another part where I was like, this doesn't fit the tone of the movie at all. No, it's probably the scene um, that I like. Yeah, probably. It's not too we're not too far off from it. So yeah. run the he grabs a popcorn gun <laughs> and starts shooting it at. Uh, people, which you you think, oh shit, you know, you're shooting popcorn at me, no big deal. But then, as you see later on, what the popcorn actually does, mm-hmm. um, and then he, the um, the clown does the balloon animal, folds it up, and then becomes a search dog, which uh, I thought what? was yep, kind yep, of funny. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Just shaking it as it was running. <laughs> um, so. See, the problem with my notes is that I know we're not doing, like, the whole scene-for-scene scene thing, but yeah. um, I did write, it was uh, the clip, of, like, the alien, when, I don't remember how it got there, if it was being chased by somebody, or they, or he was, cha- yeah, he was being chased by somebody, or he was just standing out there, but, like, he stands in front of the drugstore and looks like the mannequin that's standing on the other side that was yeah. doing whatever it was. I don't remember. Um, so it's almost like out of a Bugs Bunny cartoon when he sees a fake rabbit and stands next to it. And... Mm, exactly. Um, so then we find out that Mooney, I mean, he's a real grouchy cop, but we start to see more and more that he's a super, just a super big dick. <laughs> and not in a good way. Um, uh, no, which it rarely is. No. But this part of the movie I thought was kind of cool, man. Even though the guy was super goofy, uh, was walking through the park and ends up in like this, in the gazebo mm-hmm. where, uh, there was like a puppet show going on. Right. And the guy, like the clown pops up and out of it and the guy's like, Oh fuck. He <laughs> <laughs> gets vaporized, which was what I don't understand is like, you're vaporizing people, but then you're turning the rest of them into cotton candy. Like, yeah, you'd think that would be like a why, teleportation gun or something that would send them up to the ship. It's po- yeah, it's possible. But then again, you saw that. Like, no, there was a pile the of goo afterwards, just like, though. Or whatever uh, it was, I don't remember. Yeah, and like, but like, I guess they could. I mean that portals were a thing so who knows um instead of just picking up the cocoons with hooks on the ends of them um so this is where you kind of figure out that there's an awkward love triangle going on between uh mike and debbie and dave which dave is the the super good guy cop that is really trying to make a difference but he's the ex-boyfriend to debbie Who's now with Mike, who's kind of a putz, and he's super, Dave is super jealous about it, and not subtle at all. No, not in the slightest. Um, And then this is kind of where, god damn it, hold on. I locked my dog outside to avoid that, and then my daughter comes in, opens the door, and then shuts it. Seriously, nothing has gone on at all today in my house. <laughs> I sit down to record and everything goes to shit. Shut the door. Maisie. I said shut the door. Thanks. Like sir. <laughs> like, like I was watching Ant Man, just chilling. My daughter was watching Tangled. Nothing. As soon as I sit down at my desk, everything goes to shit. Same that thing happened good. yesterday. I didn't do anything all day, and the moment I sit down to play Call of Duty with Heath, everything (laughs) starts to go to shit. So, back on topic here, um, you 
get a pizza delivery. Mm-hmm. And then you can just kind of see that the the clowns are going from door to door, basically just systematically turning everybody into cocoons. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, like there's the nothing subtle about it. It's like, oh, hey. 80s hot chick who just got out of the shower but answers the door in a towel to get her pizza. Mm-hmm. Like, Classic. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so going from just spot to spot, picking up people, just getting that quota. Um, and then they go back. Yeah. Um, and so I wrote down, of course, the tent is gone. So yeah, Dave and Mike go to the woods because the the tent was right here. And I got to show you that we're not crazy. Even though Debbie also said that the tent was there. But that doesn't matter as much. Yeah. No, Mike's and it's funny crazy. because it's like, yeah, Dave is a, was nice most of the time, but yeah, he was kind of a super dick to Mike. Yeah. Um. And so, the clowns show <laughs> the 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 clowns at the biker bar. Mm. Uh, this is this is probably the funniest part because <laughs> he shows up with his little little bike with training wheels. The like guy's Billy like, can style. I, he's like, can I ride your bike? <laughs> yeah. Can I ride your bike? No. Um, <laughs> so they get into a fight. The clown puts on boxing gloves and then literally knocks his block off. Just <laughs> sends everybody running. <laughs> um, and then this leading into the next part where, um, in the, this also felt super out of place. And this is what made me think, I was like, wow, this, this movie could have got real dark um, with the clown that was trying to uh, lure the little girl outside. And then the yeah. music was all dark and creepy. I'm like, now this, if this is what this movie what would have been, it would have been like, terrifying. That would have been kind of terrifying. But it just, it doesn't, I don't feel like it fits in with the rest of the, the comedy. Yeah, this and a scene. It, like, coming right up here in a few minutes are so out of place in this movie but they're the best scenes in the movie like if that right like you said if the if the tone of him trying to abduct the kid had been the tone of the whole movie this could have been a horrifying movie even mm-hmm. with the stupid costumes like those, yeah those scary well, I actually creepy smiles the... trying to abduct people is that would last Thanks, baby. God damn it. Um, yeah, I agree with you completely, man. And then uh, going to the next scene, everybody's calling the uh, police. And then Mooney, his stubborn ass, thinks that everybody's in on it. Like the whole town. Yeah, like the entire like, town the is playing on- one big trick on him because he's that big a deal. Yeah, like the ego on this man to be like, oh, <laughs> they're playing tricks on me. It reminds like, me of something that don't... would happen on The Simpsons. Like, all of everyone's calling Professor uh, Wiggum and saying, like, mm-hmm. this horrible thing is happening. He's like, yeah, sure, sure it is. Right. Um, so, Maisie, leave me alone! <laughs> um, so... The popcorn. Oh yeah, this is um. So when Debbie goes home and she's taking a shower, she takes her clothes off. Um. Sees that uh, Maisie, come get the dog. She keeps letting him in here. Um. Opie, get out. Maisie, shut the door. Opie. I know it's not entertaining Jesus. for you, but it's entertaining for me to hear it. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad that you guys get an <laughs> insight into how fucking hard it is to do this from my house. <laughs> um, I even locked him outside to try to prevent this. But no, welcome to my life, uh, kids and dogs. Um, and so, yeah, the, the popcorn's kind of scooting across the floor. Um, she's got popcorn on her clothes when she puts them in, uh, the hamper mm-hmm. and this is where we go outside and then you kind of see the, the, what is it? Dave comes rolling up and then sees the clown doing the puppet show in what looks to almost be like an alley. Yeah. 
Um, which was pretty funny until it turns into what looked to be a T-Rex and then killed everybody. Yeah, it was that... Um, I thought it was a clever way to do it. I mean, I wasn't expecting the end result to be a T-Rex. Like, I was... As soon as he started doing it, I was like, oh, this is the thing that's going to kill everybody. And I was expecting some really mm -hmm. shitty old-school 80s, 90s CG to pop out of the wall. Right. Uh, but I was definitely not expecting oh, yeah, a dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't either. Um, so... This part was pretty funny. Uh, when a clown shows up at the police station, and Mo uh, Mooney just loses it. <laughs> like, just pissed. The Locks last tether up. of his sanity snaps. Yep. Um, he uh, locks him up, and then on his way out... Oh, no. Was it Dave shows up at the station, and there's uh, paper footprints all over the place? Mm -hmm. uh, goes to the cell, sees... Uh, well, people are not alive anymore. Yeah. Um, and then this is when we get my other favorite part of the movie, when we have the Mooney puppet. Yeah. This is probably my favorite scene. And another one, like the luring the kid, where it felt so tonally different that I was like, man, if mm -hmm. this is what this movie was, it could be so good. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of... Um, and I liked it. I liked it for what it was. Like, I'll watch this movie again. Like, I have no problem watching it. Like, sure. But, you know, it, like, it, it's like it's one movie, and then it gives you little, like, taste of what it could have been in a different world where it's just like, oh, man. So you have these two really kind of dark scenes that don't, really flow with the rest no. i guess um and if but, they made a reboot dude, just that was like those i would be so behind it oh yeah just dark and brutal yeah um so i i was watching this part where dave pulls out his gun and he starts shooting at the clown after he plops mooney on the floor and it's like, I was about to, like, I was, I wrote, I even wrote out my note, like I was talking to myself, but like, he's firing a few shots uh -huh. at the, at the clown. And as I'm, as right as I'm thinking to myself, why do they never shoot for the head? Yeah. And then he shot him in the face and then the nose seems to be the, you know, the killer button. Right. Uh, pop the nose and then they all die, which, uh, is also kind of clever, but. Man, that that uh, nose holds a lot of power. Yeah. <laughs> Not um, only does it erupt you get the, you get, violently, it also creates this cosmic swirl that makes them explode. <laughs> I know the graphics from that make me think of Superman. Yeah. Or Linda Carter, um, Wonder Woman. Exactly. There you go. That that good old seventies stuff. Mm-hmm. Late seventies, early eighties. Um, then you get the killer clown parade where they're going up and down the street. Which was pretty cool. They're basically they're Yeah, where they're just like it's almost like um it's sucking up the bodies and turning them into cocoons. Yeah. I was expecting um, Prince this is to when play you... and then uh eighty nine Joker to be dancing <laughs> on one of the floats. <laughs> Hell yeah. If they would have played Prince during that scene, that would have been insane. Um, and this is when you get Debbie getting out of the shower. You you get the clown snakes popping up out of the uh, hamper, which mm. would be terrifying. Yeah. In a real world. Um, so Debbie's trying to get away. She's running. Um, she goes to jump out the window, which she's on a second story, but their clowns were down on the ground waiting for her to jump holding a big trampoline which sure. was i thought hilarious yeah like i said um, that their use of some of the clown tropes was pretty clever you know what justin we might make you a believer by the end of this episode man oh i'm never watching this movie again unless i am forced to clockwork orange <laughs> style but there's <laughs> there's potential here like it could be good hey it's guys um listeners you heard it <laughs> um, if you guys think that that would be 
entertaining uh, uh, visual content if I abduct Justin and we clockwork orange him to watch this again. That could be interesting. I just don't like things touching my eye. I'll just promise to keep my eyes open. (laughs) Um, You know, speaking of watching movies, though, last night um, we finally got the watch party thing figured out. In fact, even your uh, Nerds World co-host Andrew popped in for a little bit and uh, was watching uh, Night of the Living Dead with us. Nice. Um, I got to get with you off off um, off air and uh, get you set up with Discord. It's super easy. There's an app on your phone. Um, we're gonna watch a. We might watch another movie tonight called The Wretched. I've had a couple people request it. It sounds familiar, um, but I've never I'll seen it. I'll have to send you. Oh, yeah, I'll have to send you the trailer. It looks pretty. Looks pretty trippy. Um, so, of course, the clowns set up shop at the amusement park. It's kind of like I wonder where the Joker's hiding. It definitely wouldn't be Amusement Mile, would it? No, like, not at all. It's. Um, so they show up, the security guard standing out there, which I guess was supposed to be soupy sales. Um, they throw, they just, they throw pies at him, which is hilarious. Sure. But then the pies melt him. The pies melt him. He's just a big old pile of Which I did not see coming. Essentially. That was was pretty cool. I, yep. There's another one for you. Um, I didn't expect either. was a nice cherry on top. Uh, yes, it was. Um, and then we get, we get the big boobed clowns for the was it Terezi Terenzi? Mm, Where yeah, are they yeah. at? I know I, I know I wrote down the name. Um, but yeah, the the big blue uh, big boobed clowns. Well, I don't know why there's so many tongue twisters for me in this one. <laughs> you wrote it. Um, I know the, the <laughs> yeah the Terenzi brothers. Uh, the horny ass Terenzi brothers that are, are easily distracted by everything's mm-hmm. uh, sexy. Um, so <laughs> you see a clown standing inside, kind of feeding off of a cocoon with a gigantic crazy straw, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, so this is where we get to the old clownzilla, uh, Jojo to the rescue. Um, I don't remember how did they how did they oh I was gonna say how did they defeat him but didn't uh, Dave get picked up and basically stabbed Clownzilla in the nose? Yeah, and it popped um, like a balloon. Right. See, and that's the thing. And this I'm movie sorry just, it, I mean, not that a movie about killer clowns from outer space has rails, but it kind of goes off the whatever rails it has. I don't get the point of what they mm-hmm. were doing. I guess they were abducting right. people to eat them, I suppose. Yeah. Why? And why is there a, a clownzilla? <laughs> like, are they taking <laughs> over? Or are they just stopping by for a snack and leaving? Or are they... Yeah, that's a very valid question to which I would love to know the answer to. There's yeah. not a lot of depth to the story. There's no backstory. There's nothing to say. And the clowns this don't This is exactly really why things are happening. No, they don't. So, you, excuse me. The closest really you no get motive. is like thing one and thing two from the cat in the hat, and they just kind of yeah. repeat what someone else says or some nonsense and kill somebody. Right. Um, so as we get to the end here, um, the most, the weirdest thing for me is that Debbie and Mike are the couple, but at the end, it's like. You know, Dave's a hero. He saves it. And then Mike's just kind of standing there as Debbie and Dave are, like, hugging and holding each other. And it's like, well, who's the actual couple here? Did, like, Mike lose his girl to Dave at the end of this episode and they just don't tell us? That's the dark twist that they didn't expand upon. (laughs) Very, very possible. Mike's just kind of a jerk. Uh, This guy's a cop and he's great and he saved the day. Yep, he's just... God, here goes my hero. That there, might have uh, actually made me love this you... movie, is if at the end, very end, her last line was, go to hell, Mike, I'm going to be with Dave. Yeah. <laughs> and like a big that, cherry dude, falls on Mike and squashes him. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, you Little idea machine over here. Um, anything you want to add to it before we jump into our scorecard and 
finish it up? I think we covered. I think so too. Yeah. I mean, it there's a lot visually that happens in this movie, but there's not a lot that happens in this movie. No, it's it's very straightforward. And like we it's, said, it's I mean, there's no depth to, just to it where they need play. to explain anything. They're just here and doing stuff to people, and then they stop. Yep. All right, so let's go ahead and dive into our scorecard. Okay. Uh, so my be- my best killer scare, um, I'm going to go with the melting with the melting pie security guard. Did yeah. I give you the special topic? Yeah. Best clown kill. Okay. I just want to make sure. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Um, what What's your best killer scare? I went with a scare, and it was the Mooney puppet. It, okay. It, I can see that. It's, I mean, the, the kid scene as well, but it's one of the only times in the movie where it was actually disturbing, and I was like, this is what a good version of this movie could have been. Yeah. That's and true. His, the way they did his voice um, and his mouth and the lines on his face, like it was actually pretty creepy. Yeah, I agree 100%. That's why it is my favorite scene in the entire movie. Yeah. Um, my most wanted to die is a no-brainer. There's no way that we... we uh, if we don't have the same one on this, I'll be shocked. Fair enough. Uh, my most wanted to die was Mooney. Uh in a twist, my most wanted to die uh, was myself, so that I didn't have to watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh man, the twist is better than the movie. I did not see that coming. <laughs> you crafty <No>. bitch! <laughs> no, it's Mooney. I don't know why I never thought of that being an option before, or why it hasn't been used. I mean, well, we've I covered some fresh. movies. And I don't know, there might, I don't think that there, I'm looking through all my notes of the movies that we have, and I'm trying to think, I'm like, there might not be another movie that we've done that you might have disliked more than this one. Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, but even Maximum Overdrive, you didn't, that was your pick, oh, and no. you didn't, <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't, um, you didn't even use that. I was like that would have been the real one right there. It's tough. Um, so my my most wanted to live. I'm gonna say Mike, just because I really do feel like even though he was corny as fuck the entire movie and pretty useless, like he's just a goof. You know he didn't brought no real value, but like you can't wish death upon somebody for that. I can and I do, sir. Because my most wanted to live was Officer Dave, because he actually contributed. <laughs> yeah, but we also knew that Officer Dave wasn't gonna fucking die. I didn't know that. If Officer, like, yeah, was did you realize like during the Clownzilla sequence, you're like, you know what? I hope he doesn't die right here. <laughs> kind of. I, I mean, mean, I guess I, honestly, I legitimately it thought either. that he died and went up with the ship. Especially since it makes he zero honestly, sense that that truck would have survived that explosion, and he lived. <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about it too. Like they honestly, I think if there would have been more money in the budget, I could have. Uh, excuse me. I think that um, Dave being like bit in half, or squished in the yeah. hand of Clownzilla, or something mm-hmm. along those lines, there could have been a pretty a pretty spectacular death yeah. waiting. Um, my grossest moments, I put seeing the dead bodies inside the cocoon once they kind of peeled it back. Yeah, me too. Nice. So we agreed on the one thing I didn't think we'd agree on. <laughs> um, my, my dumbest moment was, uh, clown snakes inside the hamper. Uh, yeah, that's a good, I went with the ice cream truck guys. Um, mm-hmm. being lured to help out because... They have the people have roommates with big boobs and they like ice cream. So let's <laughs> let's go do this. Like that, I get why you'd say that, but I actually kind of enjoyed their pointless character. Like they're not pointless, but I kind of enjoyed their character. Yeah, I mean it. It fits it, with the theme of the movie. It but fits it's the like, movie. 
I can only take so much. <laughs> All right. So for the special category for this movie, we finally have one. Mm-hmm. I put best clown kill or clown death. Yeah. And mine was the Mooney puppet, which I don't even have to expand upon because you did so well with your best killer scare. Um, and honestly, I guess this best, now that I think in you know hindsight, the best clown kill and having a best kill. <laughs> there, Yeah, I kind of, I'm having buyer's remorse right now, but it works. Yeah. What's yours? Um, I went with the, the shadow puppet dinosaur. It, it nice. was kind of a shock, and I like I knew it's what was going to happen, but I didn't know it was going to happen that way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew the yeah. shadow puppet was going to kill them somehow, but I didn't see a giant shadow dinosaur eating them, and they just disappeared. Right. I gotcha. So that, in a nutshell, is Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and it might be my new favorite cheesy horror movie and i will never watch it again that's a guarantee says you you know what (laughs) when the sequel gets out of development hell we oh yeah you're gonna we're we're gonna watch it again we got this (laughs) well shit i mean it's taken 30 years to get to you know this point in time with the with the movie Mm -hmm. we can't even call it a franchise yet because i mean can you really franchise one movie no I would even um, say two is a stretch. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but I mean, I mean, how many things, how how many duos out there um, have been considered a franchise? Yeah, I know. I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe Bad Boys until the third one came out last year. Yeah. This year, I, which I never watched. I, I was a big, I, I was a big fan of Bad Boys, but I never watched that one. Yeah, or the third one. Yeah, I haven't either. Um, you almost got me down a tangent, man. I was just gonna start talking about all these old classic movies that I've been watching during my two days off. Well, instead, um, let's wrap up the show. And so, yeah, we'll wrap up the show, man. I called it. We're at an hour and one minute, and that's not even counting all the crap I got to edit out at the beginning of my botched intro. Um, So, yeah, that wraps up Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Um, Like I said, I enjoyed it. Justin, not so much, and probably never will again. No. Not if I have anything to do with that. Uh Um, Yeah, so without further ado, why don't you go ahead and take us into our our next pick. My next uh, pick, I decided I needed a palate cleanser from this and something classic that is awesome that I love, uh, which is... Probably our- more than anything else, man. This this movie, you talk about, or this character, you talk about, I would say, almost as much, if not a tad bit less, as you do about your, your real love, Captain America. Yeah. I mean, I I would probably put this in that horror pantheon I have of Freddy and Sam, uh, and that is our first mm-hmm. dive into the Universal Monsters verse. I didn't mean to do a pun with he, dive, but it works out. Uh, creature from the God Black damn, Lagoon. You did too. <laughs> you did too. It. it just happened. I'm just that good, Brandon. All right. Just that good. Nope. Go ahead and go ahead and say your name again, though, man, because you were you announced it while I was fucking with you. Fair enough. So, without further ado, our next pick is Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh shit! Classic. Was it 1954? Uh, let me look. I need to get my emails. I figured up. you'd know. I was gonna say it's gotta be 50s. Oh, it's 50s. It is 54. Boom! And I don't even have it pulled up. I have your notes pulled up, but it doesn't say. Um, so yeah, until then, you can uh, you can find us on Facebook at Pod and Gore Podcast. Um, if you like the page, we also have a Facebook group that is uh, ever growing and becoming active as all get out, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod and Gore at gmail.com a twist in our social medias if you are a discord user hit us up let us know um we have a discord server as well 
and I have recently figured out how to host watch parties. Like I said, uh, last night we watched um, Night of the Living Dead. Um, so hit us up if you want to be a part of that. Um, we can get you a link and we can get you in there. Yeah. Uh, you can email us at podandgore at gmail.com. We don't get a lot of emails, but it's still there. Um, There's time for you to be our but first. Yeah. yeah, send us. Um, the only emails we've ever got is actually from Norris, yeah. and I think it's two. <laughs> but, hey, we, we, we appreciate it nonetheless. But until you can find us in the uh, Black Lagoon, uh, I've been Brandon. And I've been Justin. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.